RadioInfluence.com. Uh, flavor, flavor, please tell your neighbors, Ian Beckles with flavor in your ear. <laughs> Wake up, sports, music, and fashion, best of podcasting. What's going on now and what's soon to happen? Be sure to stick around, no fast forward or skipping. Dropping jewels, you don't want to miss them. Make sure you listen. Ian Beckles with the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's here. Hello, this is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to Flavor in Your Ear. It is a fine Friday morning, uh, calm before the storm. Uh, a lot of storms going out there, and good thing that we're not dealing with the storm this year. It's still early in the storm season, so we may have one on the way, but um, Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, and a lot of those areas there in North Carolina are getting their asses kicked. And for this storm, you know, I'm not a big storm guy. I'm not the kind of guy to be chasing around Dopplers or anything like that, uh, this one seems weird. I mean, it's a storm that doesn't move. You know, a storm that goes six miles an hour. If you walk as slow as you can, that's probably six miles an hour. So for a storm to have, you know, a hundred and something mile an hour winds and to be going that slow, it's going to whoop some ass. And when you talk about some storm surges and rain 40 inches, listen, if you get two inches in South Tampa, it's effed. 40 inches? I mean, if you get 40 inches in South Tampa, you got to figure from Bayshore, that water, I don't even know what 40 inches looks like, water rising, but if you get 40 inches from Bayshore, that water is getting to Dale Mabry. There's no no doubt, because you can't stop water. It's going through every gosh darn thing. So we hope the best for everybody over there in uh, North Carolina. It, it becomes a tad morbid for me you know, living here in Florida, they probably thought the same thing over there in Carolina when we were going through all this. But it just seems like excessive what I put on Channel 13 and all they're talking about is a storm in North Carolina. Like, I want to hear some things going on. There's only so much you could see about a storm, okay? So uh, we'll see how that all turns out. But if when they evacuated like that, and they evacuated everybody, and the problem is they got a couple hard heads that, that'll stay, and that's probably will be me. I'll probably be the hard head that stays. But a couple of those hard heads are going to be the ones that are going to have to be aired out of there. And they're going to be like, I didn't think. And it's just going to be a pain in the ass. So uh, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be messy. And um, we'll see how that all turns out. That's for sure. Let's hoping the best for those guys over there. Now, tonight I'm going to be at O'Brien's. If you've ever been to O'Brien's in Brandon, a cool spot. I've been there a couple of times. Uh, very festive place. We're doing the Bud Light Challenge. Uh, friendship challenge where if you have a significant other, it could be your girlfriend, it could be your wife, it could be your best friend. I'm going to ask questions and see how well you guys know each other, and you'll have some chances to win some Bud Light prizes. So if you're in the Brandon area, Brandon O'Brien's, and tomorrow I'll be at Elmer's uh, from 8 to midnight, spinning a little something. I was picking out some music yesterday, and I'm excited to have found some, a whole bunch of old, new music, we'll say, or some old music that is new now, because I haven't heard it in a while, but I'm excited to get all that kind of stuff uh, done tomorrow, that's for sure. Now, the Bucks have a big game coming up on Sunday. They're all big in the NFL, every uh, every last one of them. They're playing the Philadelphia Eagles, those stinking Eagles, world champion Eagles. Um, you know, it's still early in the season, but I tell you what, uh, you can make a lot of noise, a lot of noise. 
by beating the Saints on the road than coming home and beating the Eagles at home. You could make a lot of noise. Then, then people will be coming out with the NFL rankings and the Buccaneers being the top 10, and that's, that's the way it goes when you beat two great teams. Now, let's not jump it because the Eagles are a good football team. Uh, Nick, Nick Foles will be starting. Um, I don't know which way, which way you'd want. Would you rather Carson Wentz come out there and have all that energy, or would you rather Nick Foles come out there and basically um, – you know, give them the energy that they've had. And they didn't look great offensively in the first game, but you have to watch out for those one-game things. I've had so many discussions this week about Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers and where they are. And here's my answer. And I'm going to get into the whole Ryan Fitzpatrick thing in a second because I've never flip-flopped more on anything in my whole entire life. Never. I'm not a flip-flopper. For everybody talking about evaluation boy it's really hard to evaluate somebody with one game one and you know I actually write something for the pewter report now I write a little a little write up every week and my write up this week was I've never been so unsure of where I want what I want you know like I'm watching Ryan Fitzpatrick look masterful um and then I'm thinking boy that's really quick that we pulled the plug on Jameis and my question to everybody would be this And this is the big question. If we do start Ryan Fitzpatrick in week four, this is the question. Is it more for Ryan Fitzpatrick and what he's done? Or is it more for what Jameis has not done? Because if your answer is it's what Ryan Fitzpatrick has done, I think everybody's making a mistake. Because there's a body of work. There's a a body of work. If, you know, if... If I'm an offensive lineman and I played 14 years and I've been on all kind of different teams and we have an up-and-coming young player and he gets hurt and I come in and I play a masterful game, you're going to leave the young kid back on the bench? Jameis Winston is a future of the organization, not the organization, not even 2018. He's a future of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without Jameis Winston. There's going to be no Jason Light. Without Jameis Winston, there's going to be no Dirk Cutter. Now, that's a whole lot of pressure to put on Ryan Fitzpatrick if all of a sudden you dub him that guy because he's never been the guy. He's been the guy, then he's not been the guy. Then you got to wonder why. Why is Ryan Fitzpatrick not put together a string of games where he, he remained the guy? So I'm, I don't know. I, I, I watch Fitzpatrick and it looks great, but if you make a mistake, if you go with Ryan Fitzpatrick and it's the wrong choice, you're all out. Every last one of you are out. So to me, it would make more sense to go out swinging with your number one pick in the draft. In the first three weeks, is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. And you know what? This usually takes care of itself in one way or another, but the... It's it's not a it's not a problem, but if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays like he did in Week One, boy, Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans and those, they're not going to let them put him on the bench because he made them look good. Mike, I think Mike Evans has made Jameis Winston look good, and in a way, uh, last week Ryan Fitzpatrick made the wide receivers look good. So you know, Buccaneers have a huge game this week early in the season. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to actually watch a Buccaneer game that 
that matters. It's been a long time since you watched a Buccaneer game where we were all this excited. So enjoy. I play for both of those teams, and my, you know you know where my allegiance is. Now, Aaron Rodgers came back and won that game against the Chicago Bears. I was I was long asleep since I had to get up, get up at four o'clock in the morning, but. Aaron Rodgers knocked out of that game, came back in the second half, lit him up, beat him, came down, I believe, from 20 nothing or something like that. And uh, I watched a replay. And the one thing that I've not heard one person say, and I'm going to be the first person to say it, when Aaron Rodgers went down and he grabbed his knee, go back and watch the replay. Watch what happens in the replay. He gets fallen on. He also catches a knee in the head. Now, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But if you hurt your knee in the first half to where you get carted off the field, you're going to come back in the second half not limping? What, what did he take to make him not limp if you were that hurt where you had to get carted off the field? Now, he got kneed in the head on the same play. While he was on, you know, the cart heading out, he was kind of rubbing on his head and kind of like had his hands in his hair like he was kind of dazed a little bit. And when he came back in the second half, he looked a little dazed. Now, for Aaron Rodgers, who missed time last year for a concussion, you got to figure in his mind, the last thing he wants to do is lay on that field with a concussion. I'm not sure it wasn't a concussion. I'm just telling you. I'm, that It's a conspiracy, but... Go back, go back and watch it. Not quite sure that wasn't that wasn't a concussion. So uh, we'll see if Aaron Rodgers comes back. And he's a tough sob. Um, he'll de- he's definitely going to make it through the season. That's I mean he's, that's his goal. You don't want to go out in the first game of the season. That's terrible. You work out the whole off season to get yourself right to participate through the whole season, and you don't want to go out like that. That's for sure. I see that look, and that's that's not a good look for all you Lightning fans out there. Um, we're going to be losing a big part of our community with Steve Eiserman. Uh He's stepping down, uh, going to give up his his GM job to Julian Brisebois, who if you're going to give your, you know, your gig up, you might as well give it up to somebody with the best French name ever. Uh, so Julian Brisebois is going to be the new GM. Steve Eiserman is going to hang around the rest of this year to kind of go and bring him through the tutelage and everything. And uh, we're going to miss Steve Eiserman because Steve Eiserman didn't make a whole lot of mistakes at all. He, everything he did turned to gold, and everything he did is very, um, uh, it's close to what the Detroit team did. The Red Wings, you know, for those of you that aren't old enough to remember Steve Eisman, and I am, I mean, I grew up and I had Steve Eisman playing cards and all those kind of things. Steve Eisman was great forever. <laughs> he was great. He came in as the man. He left as the man. They made the playoffs every, I want to say just about every year he played. He was the captain. He he's going to go back to Detroit and he's going to be Joe Madden. That's what he's going to do. He's going to go to Detroit and he's going to be treated uh like like a deity. He's not going to pay for anything, not like he probably pays for anything here. But he's going to go back to Detroit and he's going to be the man. So, uh Steve Eisman absolutely no negativity towards Steve Eisman. Like, never. Haven't heard. Everybody's, what about the Marty St. Louis thing? What what the hell do I give a crap if somebody wants to not play here? I have no problem with Marty St. Louis, and I have no problem with Steve Eisman. That's personal stuff. I have no time to deal with all that crap. 
So Steve Eisman's going to be out of here after this year. Maybe the maybe the the guys use it as some inspiration to get them going, but you don't need inspiration. That's a long ass hockey season, that's for sure. We don't talk a lot of raised baseball for whatever reason. Well, the reason is nobody does ever. Uh, boy, I tell you what, what's funny? A Rays are pretty damn good. Our Rays are pretty damn good, and we're sitting here talking about another stadium, and our team is good now, and nobody's watching them, and nobody gives a shit. So, <laughs> we don't deserve a team. I'm going to keep on saying that. We don't deserve the team. Oh, when we get a new stadium, well, you, you have to deserve a new stadium. You have to deserve it. Who the hell would put money into that? I'm not putting money into that. No way. So, you know, our Rays are playing good ball. Nobody's going. Nobody gives a crap. We have a Cy Young Award uh, a candidate in Snell, and absolutely nobody's going to watch. So, yeah, enjoy. Enjoy it while you can because it's probably, it's probably going to be out of here soon. That would, that would be my guess. Now, there was a lot of things that happened in pop culture um, this week. Everything that I see now, I find to, everything has me shaking my head. Like, I don't know where we're going as a society. Um, you know, I'm watching Elon Musk on Joe Rogan's podcast. And uh, Joe Rogan is one of five faces of cannabis, okay? He, cannabis, he's been big on cannabis for a long time. I happen to have a cannabis podcast myself. It comes out on Wednesday. If you guys are interested, please tune in. Uh, I am not one of the top five faces of cannabis uh, in the world, but I like to be a top five in the Tampa Bay area. I think that'd be nice. So if you guys, and it's not a bunch of guys sitting around smoking weed. That's not what the, the podcast is about. Although maybe we may do that one time. Uh, but Joe Rogan had Elon Musk on his show. And I guess Elon Musk isn't a pot smoker and took a couple of hits. He sure hit it like he was a pot smoker. He was very, very comfortable. I remember the first time I hit a joint, I, it looked like, I don't even know what I felt like. It, it just looked odd. You know when you give a joint to somebody if they smoke or not. You know that. It's just the, comf- the comfortability. But Elon Musk takes a couple of hits on Joe Rogan's podcast, and everybody is up in arms. Oh, my God, I can't believe he did it. He works for NASA. And blah, 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 blah. Listen, the people that invented everything that you've ever used smoke marijuana, okay? So stop it. It's, 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 it's getting better. The stigma is changing, but there's still a little gaggle of fuddy-duddies that are going to be pissed off because that's just what they do. So, you know, all you guys need to relax yourself. If you need somebody like as brilliant as Elon Musk, you know, he's going to be, what's going to happen to him if he takes a hit on somebody's podcast? What's going to happen? What's he going to do? Go kill somebody? Come on. It's, it's, it's getting too late in this whole game for some, for some crap like this. Some other stories that drove me nuts this week, and a lot of them do. Pope Francis is due to meet with the U.S. Cardinals about the, the I'm not going to say allegations, I'm not doing that, about them touching boys because it's been happening forever since day one. So the U.S., so Pope Francis is going to come all the way here to meet with all the U.S. cardinals and talk about touching boys. Now, can anybody tell me how that conversation is going to go? How's it going to go? So you guys like touching boys? That's not okay. What else are you going to say? Stop touching boys? That's inevitable. I don't understand what the conversation is. If we don't change anything, and we've never changed anything, it needs to be changed. <laughs> let the priests, let the, let, them, let the cardinals get as much pussy as they can. Let them. 
It's going to stop them from being attracted to whatever is around them. Listen, if I never had sex ever, you know, a freaking a leaf will look good. So you take telling people to not have sex and then they're around these little boys and I don't know if they're gay. I don't know if they're pedophiles. It's just it's not a natural thing. It's not natural. So, you know, Pope Francis, good for you for to come have these conversations, but it ain't going to do a dang thing. It's not going to do anything until you change the rules drastically. It's, it needs to be changed. So that's a big meeting. Oh, it's a big meeting, but there ain't shit going to happen with that meeting. Guarantee. And 20 years from now, 50 years from now, we're still going to have these conversations about priests touching boys and the church hiding it. It's been happening forever. Look it up. I ain't talking bad about the church. These are facts. And the numbers that they come up with, if they say 1,000, you got to figure it was 10,000. Because how many little boys are not going to come up when their priests touch them? They're not going to. They don't want to. You know, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a natural situation. So that's just a story to me that just doesn't change. And I think that's, it just gets, it gets disgusting every time I hear about it. It really does. Now, Norm MacDonald, the uh, comedian who is funny sometimes to me. Sometimes I find him dry. Uh, he went on Howard Stern. And he had some comments on the Me Too movement. Now, if you're somebody in Hollywood or trying to better your career, I would stay away from those those uh, two words, Me Too. Just stay away from them. Right now, people are so sensitive to Me Too that it's just not a good time to comment on it. All right. And he said a couple things that, first of all, he sounded like he was under the influence of something. Right. Don't know that for a fact. But. He was saying something like, yeah, I'm glad we're at the back end of this Me Too thing, kind of like everybody's bitching and moaning and shouldn't be. And then he said, Me Too is something that you want for your daughter. Uh, Okay. Uh, You don't want it for your wife. You don't want it for your mother. Um, It it just stay away from it. And he was supposed to be on a Jimmy Fallon show. You know, and Jimmy Fallon's a pretty easygoing dude. The network say, nope, and they kicked them off the show. So, boy, when a, when a comedian is getting to the point where he's ostracized for things that he says, I mean, isn't that what comedians do? They say crazy shit. That's the job of a comedian is to say crazy stuff. And, you know, unfortunately for him, he was speaking, you know, seriously. It wasn't a joke, but... People weren't having it. Jimmy Fowles, people said, nope, we ain't having him here. We don't want that controversy. So Norm MacDonald is probably going to be in the same category as Louis C.K. or even Roseanne or whatever to where I think he's going to be a leper now. And And it's his own fault. You should know now, if you're in Hollywood, to stay the hell away from that. Stay Stay away from that. And you know... Norm MacDonald was trying to uh, defend Louis C.K. and, and defend Roseanne, and that's fine. And those are his friends. That's fine. But nobody really wants you to be insensitive in a time where there's zero tolerance for that. There's zero tolerance for insensitivity to Me Too. Zero. And for, for, for Roseanne to say what she did, how she said it, you can believe her if you want. It just, it just, it's... It's a bad feel. It's it's a bad feel. There's a lot of bad feel going on out there. And, 
you know, listen, our, our Trump, you know, Donald Trump, and we're going to get to Donald Trump in a second. Donald Trump has people wiling in the streets. I'm telling you. And it's not just Republicans. It's not just Democrats. Everybody is wiling in the streets. I was watching the Daily Blast the other day and uh, the African-American comedian that they have. And it's funny because I don't think he's funny. He's very serious. He's a comedian on the show. There's a there's a guy that supposedly uh, he's a he's a he's a Trump apologist. OK, he's very well dressed. He, he looks gay. Wouldn't matter to me either way. Um, but the brother just went off on him this week. Tell him he doesn't want to work with him and he comes up with racist comments and blah, blah, blah. It's like Donald Trump, and I and you know what? I'm gonna say this. I think it's almost a good thing that Donald Trump has made, he's empowered every person in the world or in the country to say what they think and not give a shit. He really has. And you know what? I don't know if that's bad. I really don't. But the things that are coming out of Donald Trump's mouth, and w- w- this is not politics. I know I rarely talk politics on this show. We talk about Donald Trump, but we don't really talk politics. Those are two different things, okay? What, do- what comes out of Donald Trump's mouth usually isn't politics. It's not. And for, for Donald Trump to come out and say, I don't think 3,000 people died in Puerto Rico. It was closer to 6 to 18 deaths. So there's, there's, a, there's a morgue in Puerto Rico with 3,000 people. And you're going to bring the number down to 18? And I believe his mentality is, and I certainly do not have that mentality, is the storm itself that one day killed six people and then people died Afterwards, from the aftermath. So what he's trying to do is he's trying to blame Puerto Rico for their deaths instead of taking any blame himself. You know, Puerto Rico did some some effed up stuff during that. Everybody makes mistakes during storms. I mean, who's who's to blame for Katrina and what happened in Katrina? Who took the blame for that? Nobody. FEMA's not gonna. Nobody's going to. But for Donald Trump to come out and, and with Puerto, some people in Puerto Rico just got their power back. You think Puerto Rico wants to hear rich ass in the United States of America talking about eight, six to 18 deaths and not 3,000 deaths? Donald Trump's his problem is, and it's a problem, everybody, he can't be wrong. He won't be wrong. He won't. He, 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 he won't allow it. I think Oscar De La Hoya, I think, is running for president in 2020. I'm not sure. I'm not going to vote for Oscar De La Hoya. Why not? Every, every name that comes up now, I just say the same thing. Why not? Why not? What's, what's that going to hurt? They can't hurt nothing right now. But the Don, I, does anybody else think he's going crazy, though? Because he, he solely says what he's not supposed to say. I never hear him say what, he's, what people want to hear. And maybe that's the not the non-politician in him, I guess. I guess politicians will say what you want to hear, but he'll say the he'll, whatever's at the other end of the spectrum, that's what's coming out of his bloody mouth every single time. Every single time. Like if you introduce him to somebody who just lost 10 family members, 
If somebody just lost 10 family members, you know what he'll say? Alicia didn't lose 30. That's, that's his mentality. And it's just, it's, it's not good for our country because people are just not getting along. I've been in this, I've been in this country, uh, I've been in the United States of America since 1990. So I've been here actually longer than I was in Canada. I am an American citizen, so I, can, I consider, you know, Tampa Bay my home, okay? I've been here for a long time. This is as ugly as I've seen people. This is as ugly as I've, as, as I've seen people in the United States of America. Everybody's ugly now, and like hideous. And when is, when is it going to improve? I, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not. Because it's right, wrong, left, right, black, white, Trump, Hillary, Trump, Obama. It's, it's too much. I don't even know who the president was before Obama. It doesn't matter because you know why? Obama didn't bring him up. He didn't bring him up. Every Republican and Donald Trump have to bring up uh, Obama every day. We went through eight years of Obama. Well, shit, I was I was over the Trump thing in one month. So I mean, it's the two years. It's been long. It's been a long time. It's a long time, and I don't see the improvement anytime soon. I re- I really don't. So spread some love somehow this week. Try to spread some love. I just don't see that preached enough. And it's, it's a shame because it seemed like there was, we were heading in a direction and it, ter- it took a turn when Obama came about and it definitely, uh, we got in kind of an accident when, when Trump came here as far as relations go with people within the United States of America. Nobody likes anybody anymore. They run, the people that live here don't like the people that live there. The people that look like this don't like the people that look like that. And that's kind of the sentiment and the way it's progressing. And that's never, that's never a good thing. So try to spread some love this week, if you can, this weekend. Spread some love either tonight at, o, at O'Brien's in Brandon. I'll be there at 6 o'clock, 6 to 8. You can win some prizes from Bud Light. Or come over to Elmer's tomorrow at 8 o'clock, get you a stiff drink. You want to bring some love out. Go to Elmer's and have two or eight drinks. You'll be a loving son of a bitch. You'll be hugging everybody. I'll play some loving music for you. So come hang out at Elmer's tomorrow night from 8 to midnight. I'll be spinning the good oldies and maybe some new ones. Maybe I'll sneak a Cardi B in there or something like that, but I'm not going to promise that because that's one is probably just enough. If you guys ever want to email me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. And uh, I'll answer your questions. I have a football podcast that comes out on Monday, a cannabis podcast that comes out on Wednesday, and, of course, Flavor uh, in Your Ear. We're going to make a couple changes. Uh, we're going to come out with a podcast that's going to uh, indulge a little bit in the eating and fine dining and cooking and something to do with culinary because that's kind of my thing. Uh, I'm wearing a shirt right now that says straight out of culinary, so I ain't lying. If you're wearing a shirt that says straight out of culinary, you must be serious about something. So we're going to come out with a, a show that's going to talk a little bit about food and preparing food and all the places that get it here in the Tampa Bay area. So uh, definitely keep your eye open for that. But I appreciate you guys listening in. It's always good to get all this stuff off my chest because it stays on my chest all week. Uh, I'm on the air also on The Bone Saturdays and Sundays. So you want to check me out and uh, have a wonderful week. And once again, spread a little peace, spread a little love. Peace out. Uh-huh. To keep the conversation going, follow Ian on Twitter at Ian Beckles 
And check out DignitaryRadio.com to get the latest on where you can find him next. This has been Ian Beckles, Flavor in Your Ear on Radio Influence. With the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's here. It's that flavor Flavor Bringing that flavor Flavor This is a Jim Fannin Show Quick Fix on Radio Influence. 3,000 healthy adults, uh, a London University study, those that reported upbeat moods had lower levels of cortisol. And we can break that down. Cortisol, that's the stress hormone that leads to high blood pressure, weakened immune systems, and even abdominal obesity. And uh, But as most of the Zoniacs know listening, we do need cortisol. Yeah. It gets us off the couch. It gets us moving. Uh, it is a stressor. Uh, there's no question, but it helps us narrow our focus. So, uh, But the best stress is the stress you place on yourself on your terms and conditions. Now, stress, it just keeps coming in from the outside, from third parties or uh, third party situations, conditions, or circumstances. Well, that'll put a steady flow of cortisol, and then too much of it uh, is definitely going to cause fluctuations in your emotions, chronic inflammation, heart disease, definitely cancer. Uh, People need to recognize the things that make them feel good, and that's what this show's all about. If If you dwell on what makes you feel good as opposed to what doesn't make you feel good, uh, you're going to have better health. The Jim Fannin Show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.